you're good here. Oh, even look at you, like uh, Mr. Mr. Oh fuck, I knocked it over. Mr. Yeah. Like uh, product placement. Yeah. Brand awareness, Mr. Satterly. Apparently, I like that you're continuing to fuck with it. I know, I'm like I, fucking I, it up even I more. I fixed it, and you're just fucking with it. This is like a metaphor for a relationship. <laughs> God damn it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. Tonight, I am joined by John Renane. Hello. And Martin Svab of Pivot Brewing Company. Hello. Uh, you'll notice Michael's not here tonight. That's because he is on his way to Tallahassee. So, Michael, safe travels, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, I think he's uh, halfway to Gatlinburg or something right now, he said. Yeah, he'll be back in a little while. Um, I missed an episode. He missed an episode. So You know who's never missed an episode? Oh, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Iron Man. Well, thank you so much, Martin, for coming on. Um, thank you. We love guests. But we got to get you closer to the mic so they can hear you. Uh, <laughs> if you do enjoy the podcast, um, feel free to give us a like, review, anything on YouTube now. Uh, put up a bunch of shorts the other day. So lots of content throughout the year that we're not having a, a good platform to publish that. Just kind of quick digestible content that you can peruse about all things going on in Louisville Beer and our travels. Uh, but Martin... Thank you um, for coming on. We have your title here as the director of sales and marketing slash intergalactic commander for Pivot Brewing, <laughs> a Pivot Brewing based out of Lexington, new to Louisville. That is correct. Yeah, and let's get you as close to this thing as we can. Yes, your seat yes, is yes. adjustable too, if you want to slide oh, up or down or in yes, or out. Yes. The more you, uh, as we have discovered, the more you eat the mic, the more you kind of get that NPR kind of vibe voice yeah. going on. Hello. See, and this is where the intergalactic commander part comes <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, that was kind of intergalactic <laughs> commander. The revolution is here. Board the escape pods or like whatever. We uh, All your base belong to us, as the old meme like says. Yeah, Pivot Brewing and Cidery based out of Lexington. Or just Pivot Brewing, not Cidery. But you do beer and cider. So I'm gonna, you, you pivot. I'm going to roll with cider uh, as well. Uh, we're going to start the show like we do every show with a beer that came out of my cellar. Um, this one looks sexy, man. Nice. It's. Uh, I'm assuming it's a sour beer because of how much you're shaking the bottle before you open it. As that's <laughs> a sadly staple. That, <laughs> Get all the dregs pulled right up off the bottom. <laughs> and you're using a uh, LAT branded, uh, literally branded yep. bottle opener. That's one of the rewards that you can get if you complete the Louisville Ale Trail. We make these out of uh, barrel staves from Drunkwood, uh, hand branded, hand planed, hand sanded, hand stained. And David, just do use it to open. What are we drinking? Uh, this is a beer from Side Project called Punch Down. And nice. again, if you want to see the face I just gave John, uh, watch yeah. our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good faces. Again, uh, Side Project, Punch Down. Uh, this is a couple of years old. This is blend number one. Um, mm. This is a Missouri Wild Ale, aged in wine barrels with California Pinot Noir grapes. So a little bit of sour character. Um, I've had this before. I haven't had it recently. But it's punchy and it's wild, and uh, I think for a brewery that does beer and cider, we, we got to get a little weird. So yeah, hell yeah, that's how we're starting. Well, as we sip on these, do you want to give us a little bit of your background? Uh, a, a good place to start. You you've done a lot of work in the beer and festival and like events and marketing. You've done a little bit of everything, I would say, as a galactic super commander, like <laughs> slash yes, like. Uh, 
jack of all trades in space. I'm trying to think of a good joke there, but I can't get to one. But Still uh, master of none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, master of none. Exactly. Was there a kind of a some? Was there an impetus where you kind of started to do independent stuff rather than become a normal? Like uh, Earthling, like you know, we, we're we're kind of all like that too. We just all kind of do random shit. But when did that kind of start for you, or how did you get into this whole thing? Well, I landed on planet Earth in October of '76, uh, and actually in the Czech Republic, and I uh, migrated to the '76. '76. Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia yeah, at the time. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. Um, came to the United States in '83. Uh, grew up in actually the San Francisco Bay Area for a long time, moved to Los Angeles in 98, where I spent first part of my career in the film industry. Okay. Uh, the bug, the beer bug bit me a long time ago, but it resurfaced at some point in 2005. And ever since then, I just jumped into craft beer. It was uh, for as big as uh, California is. There was there were no breweries out there. There's yeah, no, there was it's a damn big state, and that was kind of my journey into craft beer. But yeah, there's uh, there's certain points in my career where I'm like, you know, I brought a couple of things to share that yeah. kind of jump started that journey. Um, yeah, and then I uh, we ended up here about a year ago. Okay, and so you kind of said that you. So you migrated to the United States when you were about how old? I was six years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What was that like? Do you remember? I do actually remember. Uh, uh, we came uh, growing up in the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia at the time. Then uh, actually spent some time in Yugoslavia, which doesn't exist, and then lived in Austria for a short time, and then came here. I was young. I'm an only child, so a lot of the memories are kind of seared in my mind because it was me. I write, I draw, so it was me and my sketchbook or notepad keeping me entertained, um, and just you know, GI Joe's Transformers at the time. Yeah, um, and but and being Czech, which you both know, it's the biggest beer drinking consumption. My favorite capital. beer in the world is Pilsner or Kell. Like it's a damn good beer. There's some in the fridge right now. Oh, I know, almost I, I, always I, I is. Know, yeah, I yeah, noticed, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of great breweries there. Um, and just kind of a footnote. Uh, my family has had an old tavern in the Czech Republic now. Uh, Shout for, out? Uh, well, it's it's actually now licensed by, uh, it's called Dalashice, which is a, a brewery in, Mor- in the Moravia region where we're from, which is Brno, yeah. second largest city in the Czech Republic. Uh, and so the I knew the beer journey would catch up to me. And um, a lot of our old you know family who's obviously passed on, uh, they were publicans and... It was only a matter of time before I got into it, and it took me a few years, but I think at 27, 28, I, I got onto it. And you said the word publicans. Um, yes. Those aren't the re-publicans. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would just think it would be interesting for the listeners. So a publican is kind of where the whole, like, public house. Yes. Do you know, I'm, I'm not sure of the exact translation of that word. Do you do you know what kind of what that etymology and. It, uh, I'm probably going to bastardize it. But, yeah, uh, I'll bastardize it too if you, yeah. No, but uh, I mean, so I mean, publicans was more synonymous with the United Kingdom. Uh, but in Europe, uh, you know, uh, usually there were uh, uh, public houses were places of, you know, a gathering place for people to yeah. come visit, whether it was locals. Um, in our situation, it was uh, actually a traveler's inn. So people who are coming, you know, passing through town to go into Prague and Austria, Germany. My uncle at the time, Otto, actually, uh, and, uh, you know, and from German heritage, which 
living in Louisville now, Germantown, yeah, Trusselburg. Totally. Uh, it was, you know, uh, he was a publican who literally, uh, you know, he cooked, he served, he was behind the bar. Uh, he didn't make the beer. It was, it, it, local other breweries made the beer, but it was just one of those things where it's, it's a labor of love. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you're not, you're not going to get rich doing it, but it's. We, we kind of talked about how your job title is kind of sporadic and as small business people mm -hmm. ourselves, like you're sitting in our, uh, my homebrew shop right now. I love like, it. I love it. You're a customer service representative. You're a hospitality person. You're like a social media manager these days. Uh, that's kind of what the essence of small business is in a lot of ways. If you take it back to the, you know, the roots yep. in Czechoslovakia and like, I mean, continental Europe in general, um, you do everything. Like all everything. you do is create value for people and they give you a little bit of money and like you yep. create a life for your family and your future and all that stuff. So that's cool to like yeah. kind of just, I don't know. And beer is a big part of that, honestly, like. It really is. And you know, you're the bartender, you're the janitor, you're the uh, plumber. It just, it's, but you do it because you love it and it, yeah. it's in you, you know, just. So did that kind of, do you think any of that got built into you and oh, you kind of came over to the U S and started doing your own? hundred percent. Yeah. And I didn't believe it until my mom would just oh, constantly remind me, Hey, this is, you know, your great grandfather would be very proud of you yeah. because you know, you work a lot and you know, <laughs> and you start tearing up. You're like, yeah, yeah. whatever, mom, whatever, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so by the way, this beer is excellent. Oh. We should give a quick tasting side shout project out to Side amazing, Project. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually already poured myself a little bit more. <laughs> more yeah. Well, we're, we, we're re being regaled. Oh, such a good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, tart, very berry forward. Uh, the perfect blend of like. It's so whiny. The funk you want. And yeah, yeah that little bit of wine kind of tannin ester thing that comes through as well. Been been trying a couple more like natural wines or natties, I guess. So natties, uh, yeah, natties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess, as defined as it's been explained to me, is like natural wine is um, wine that's made without pesticide and whatnot. But natty would be a wine that's kind of open fermented uh, with local, you know, microflora, and the same way the wild beer is produced. Yeah, um, this has like all of those vibes in it, and it's very good. I, I really want to say this is from like 2017. Yep. Tastes like, like it. Like six it years like old. It's, it's not like acetic yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the hell out of this. Um, that got really wholesome there for a minute. So yeah. I, I did want to ask you about the first time you met a hippie. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Because <laughs> you went from Czechoslovakia to California. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? I actually um, I met plenty of hippies. I uh, we moved to um, as I mentioned the Bay Area. So I spent a lot of time in Berkeley. My dad's a huge vinyl collector. So I would spend <laughs> nights. And he's still, you know, he's retired back in the old country, if you will. And I would spend hours at old record stores with him. And my mom would just, you know, she's like, oh, really again? And I'd <laughs> crawl around. That's why I have a huge love for music. I'm a huge collector of just all kinds of random shit. Yeah. But um, we'd go to these record stores and just you know, the hippie factor in Berkeley. And then you'd go to San Francisco because there were even better record stores in San Francisco. And uh, uh, Hey Dashbury, like it was, yeah, sure. it wasn't the uh, Hey Dashbury that people recall from the sixties by any means, but it was still, especially in the eighties and nineties, it was still as, you know, kind of hippy dippy as you could possibly get at that time. Um, and it was amazing because you, you just, first time I ever smelled pot, smelled sure. incense. I'm like, you know, looking, I'm like, this is Jimi Hendrix. And I smell this. What is that? It smells like a skunk. Is there a skunk on the street? <laughs> no, it's marijuana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then that kind of those cult, like you're kind of talking about that cultural moment where it shifted from the 60s to the 70s. And then, you know, you were 
in the 80s. And then I would say the late 80s, early 90s is kind of when, especially out on the West Coast, craft beer kind of started to come up as a thing. And the kind of, I mean, wine has always been kind of yes. there. Especially, and that's, yeah, in California, like prolifically. Yeah, yes, prolifically, yes, yes. exactly. And, you know, cider to some extent, I'm sure. But how did that kind of get onto your radar? Do you have any personal anecdotes about when you kind of started to be like, oh, this is interesting? You know what I did? Um, so beer was always around at the house and my parents were always encouraged. As Europeans. As Europeans. Yeah. Like, hey, drink. You know, don't be an asshole. Don't drink and drive. So that was always just- Which is, in my opinion, the best way to do it. Best way to do like, it. Don't yeah. make it taboo. Yeah. Um, and we would always have Pilsner Raquel, uh, Staro Berno, which is from Berno. Uh, what was nice was, you know, it was, it was available, but then being California, uh, the, there's, there's two brands that, two or three brands. Uh, Pete's Wicked Ale. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, and that was just around at the time. This is before, I believe he sold to Miller at the time. Uh, Sierra Nevada, which yep. very iconic. Prolific. Uh, prolific. And then uh, Sam Adams, once again, was the kind of still the pioneer. On the uh, West Coast? East Coast, West Coast, oh, yeah. like uh, P. Diddy, uh, Tupac Absolutely. vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not P. Diddy, uh, Biggie. Tupac vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> anyway, you guys tried to make rap references earlier. I was trying to fit in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, sorry, yeah. Those are the beers. Like, yeah, exactly. I exactly. see. Like when I think West Coast, I think like, uh, and this probably just outdates your predation of it. But like Stone, Russian River, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Guard, yes. like some of the current institutions, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just don't know. I I can't believe <clears throat> that Sam Adams was out on the West Coast that early. It it was, and actually, then. Uh, my brother-in-law who used to work for Anchor would actually give me a lot of shit. Anchor, Anchor is the, yeah, I mean, let's just, yeah. going up in the barrier, like I, I'm embarrassed that I actually overlooked that. So Anchor was like probably two. Uh, they did start like in the 70s. That was yeah. a Maytag. Fritz Maytag. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he kind of had the vision of like what American beer hey. could have been if we hadn't had prohibition and like all that kind of shit get involved. Liberty Ale was yeah. the first IPA that was actually mass produced in the United States. Uh, Old Foghorn was actually one of the first packaged barley wines that was released uh i mean obviously within california but out of state as well yeah so. and they made the uh, california common we're on the kentucky common oh, uh, is, podcast yes, here at yes, the moment oh, so yeah yeah, yeah. that good kind of american yep. common connection i yep, yep. always love a good liberty beer and steam beer and steam beer yes. yeah, steam yeah. Beer. which is kind of what it should have been called like they they were very aggressive on like pursuing the like they trademarked i think california common and they wouldn't really let anybody like use it when yeah. I don't know. So anyway, not to yes. get too. Well, we're deep we're into pretty that. aggressive on getting Kentucky comments. We'll sue the fuck out of you. As well. <laughs> we, would, we would really like our legislators to take a deep look inside their hearts yes, and make sure that yes. this is the state beer because there's no one should own it. It yeah. belongs to the Commonwealth. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally for that. Um, Pivot, as we mentioned earlier, does produce a, a large amount of cider. We've mm -hmm. got some displayed in front of us. Um, and. In preparation for the show, I don't, I don't really know how to make cider, but mm -hmm. uh, I gave it a shot. So you sent me a few DMs. I tried to give you some pointers. How'd that yeah. go? <laughs> so, I mean, we're gonna see because I made a few, and I just want to run through them and see see if anything actually turned out. You didn't but... ask Chat GTP how to do it, did you? No. Okay. No, no. No. So give me give me just a second, and I'm gonna grab these. There is like a problem. Not a problem. Depends on who you ask, I guess. But a lot of the like non-beer beverages that are out on the market these days aren't really handcrafted. There's a lot of things that are yes. what you might call or what Sam Cruz might call 
like malt flavored beverages or fermented malt flavored yep. beverages or whatever. That's not what you guys make. No, not at all. That's and if you buy a like a lot of people would associate cider like here in the homebrew shop, people ask all the time. Uh, what was that stuff that they used to make, like the Red's Apple Ale or mm-hmm. whatever, oh, or yeah. the um, I'm gonna I won't say what were those bad cider brands that you could get, but there's a lot of like ciders that you see out on the shelves at Kroger or like you know wherever. That's not what you guys make, and that's definitely not what I made either. Oh, well, we we'll we'll be the judge of that, <laughs> sir. We'll be the judge of that. Do you want to describe your process, or do you want to uh, like? I think the no. pro- the product could probably speak for itself. Okay, okay. But, uh, <laughs> so if, like, maybe while he pours, just expound a little bit on how you guys kind of go about kind of crafting everything that you all make from cider to beer to anything like that. The, the thought that goes into it, the process, and and to your you know, and I want I will not name names either, but. They're they're the bigger names out there that existed for a long time. I'm, try, I, I'm not even like against naming them. I just no. can't remember because they're so irrelevant. At the uh, Angry Orchard, we'll pick on them. Okay, so let's, yeah, pick, let's on pick on them. Um, there's them. There's Blake's. Uh, Blake, uh, yeah, there you go. I grew up in the time of Woodchuck Wider. You know, well, that's a good one. Widmer, uh, yeah. Wid, um, Widmer Brothers is good. I no, thought. not Widmer Brothers. Not Widmer. Uh, they're Widers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. See, it's hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody because they have obviously sizable budgets. They are out there to tell you, hey, this is cider. Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's not cider. It it's ain't. literally liquefied uh, candy. Yeah, just high fruit. I mean, it's, they. It's not naturally. I mean, it's it's fermented, but it's not. Something uh, was fermented at some point. At some point, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right. And there's a lot of <clears throat> adjuncts and just yeah. So with that in mind, uh, we can taste oh. what David Satterley has made, <laughs> and we can try to give you some pointers <laughs> about your creative process. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This All is right. a um, margarita inspired. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> oh, uh, cider. Ray knows. Okay. Yeah. So, or did you kind of take pointers from the big guys we were talking about? I was reading a lot of forums uh-huh. on uh, Cider Advocate. I don't know if that site exists. Judge now. Well, it, it's not good. <laughs> no, well, you know, it's not bad. It's, 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 not bad at all. It just tastes like uh, you ever go like in college, like dissolve Jolly Ranchers into Everclear <laughs> and then pour a little bit of apple cider into it. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Do you have a name for this one? No, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> we'll give it a go. We can move through these fast. Yeah, we'll move through these fast. It's, it's so bad. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't hate it. It's a little watermelon. It's a little yeah. tropical. There might be some apple juice in there at, at some point. Um, okay. So, you know. No. I'm not going to critique okay. you. Um, What's the ABV on this? Just I ish, think, I ish. Think, uh, God roughly knows. like like four two four two. Okay. Pretty light. All right, hit me. I will say that I mean this is an extremely young cider. <laughs> I, I made it today. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this out of a Mister Beer box? Like you said. <laughs> Like a I, think, I think you just got cues from what a lot of those like cider <laughs> makers are doing, and you, you, you tried to kind of. All I'm asking that. is you give me a fair chance. Oh, yeah, all right. Do you have a name for this one? Uh, this is my guava Ooh. strawberry. Cider. Okay, okay, I get the strawberry. Okay. Uh huh. It smells like that really artificial stuff that we have in the uh, the natural extract flavoring in the back of the shop back here. I get some appleiness coming off of it. It's a little lighter. A little less sweet. Oh, you're right. It actually is a little lighter, a little less sweet. Yeah, more quaffable. Okay. So that that's a cider? That's a strawberry, wa- the guava Gua- cider? Guava strawberry. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hit us with number three. <laughs> and I hope you will, at the end of all this, reveal your process to us, because I am very uh, curious Well, to be able to tell people how they should be doing this at home. 
I, I would never give away what, I, what I've developed over okay. the last four hours. <laughs> it's proprietary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's definitely oh. not going to kill you. No. Just so you know, this is taking me back to the 90s, drinking malt beverages. Everything smells like uh, just that, like <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Whatever they're putting into like uh, Lifesavers candies or whatever. Like the guy. What were the, yeah, bar, yeah I forget the names. This is my mixed fruit. This Lime, a, strawberry, guava. Okay, cider. sangria. Yeah, sangria. Sangria oh. cider. All right. It's like a collaboration with Starburst candy. I like it. Yeah. I saw a good meme on the internet the other day that was like people spent millions of dollars during the 80s developing all these like fake fruit flavors, but the guy who got banana just like checked out early. Oh, <laughs> it's like, just doesn't taste like <laughs> banana. No, no. Motherfucker, I don't know what this is. It's like, it's he, like powder. But he did it. And now but people think it. it tastes like yellow. And that's so, in, yes. a, in 200 years when like. All food is made out of replicators. That's what bananas will taste like. And bananas yep. are fake anyway. It's a genetically modified organism. Plantains, motherfucker. Anyway. Back to, back to the segment. <laughs> um, all right. So David Satterley, I would if I was to critique uh your cider. And then, so what uh, first of all, I would say excellent job. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That being said, <laughs> uh it kind of tastes like you just kind of took something apple based and poured something with alcohol and maybe some like potassium sorbate and the uh, <laughs> high fructose something or other into it and put it in a bottle and then tried to pass it off to us as artisanal. Is that what you've done here? I think the creative process in itself is artisanal. Um, <laughs> you forgot one key ingredient of yeah. xanthan gum. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. From the uh, hard tofu chicos that you blend with apple cider. Was Oh, no, wait. Did yeah, I yeah. spill the beans? Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> okay, okay. This is just apple cider uh, blended with uh, Topo Chico because I, I have no idea how to make cider. I have ideas of, about how it could work, but uh, I figured we let, we let you kind of explain the process because I think it is much different than beer and uh, the people that do attempt it, sometimes it comes out a little wonky and I think you guys do an incredible job. So yeah. I end up not bastardizing it. The stuff that you guys make is so the whole point of this segment, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, was to illustrate that point we we're just talking about where a lot of the stuff that's out there that calls itself cider is not exactly. Yeah. And what you guys do is very different. We can start wherever you want, but talk to us about uh, what Pivot does. So I will start with this. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> what Pivot does and it's actually proprietary and not to sound bougie, like hey, a total, total asshole. IP. Uh, so is mine. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell you what kind of Tobo Chico. Uh, so uh, my boss would kill me if I yeah. broke down every you know uh, uh, detail. But we do, so we source, um, we're one of the few, or f there's maybe a couple of us that actually sources apples from different orchards. Uh, we do work predominantly with orchards out of Michigan because of the terroir yeah. out there. Uh, we do work with a couple outside of Lexington, but everything's brought in. We usually get five to six shipments a during harvest. And keep in mind, these are 40 foot trucks Yeah. Uh, with, I mean, whatever the breakdown is, seven, eight massive containers of apples specifically for you know for cider making how do you like them apples right right yeah um, it's a lot of apples it's uh it's it's as artisan as you get but it's some real crap work uh and can i ask if there's specific apples that need to be like because apple does have apples like is one of the fruit that has like the most varietals of any this, other this fruit. might go into the proprietary secrets category. okay no 
I will. I'll Do they have a color <laughs> that's specifically privately selected? <laughs> Private, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Wait, Kroger hey, owns hey, that. Hey, uh, artisanally uh, curated, hand selected. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, sorry. But, no, no. And so everything's brought in, and then um, once again, everyone has kind of their own um, method to their madness, but. A lot of cideries, um, and we'll, we'll do it as well. You, you, you bring it in, you um, make it, you get it to the press. You take your apple juice, put in a fermenter, and then the magic begins when you're adding whether you know not adjuncts, but you're adding um, other fruit to it, yeah. other spices, and that's where we basically go. You know, we have eighty, you know, we have a couple eighty uh, barrel fermenters. Wow! And then uh, we that's have, a lot of apples. Oh, that's a lot of apples. And whole, it, yeah, it's it's a it's. You would you would be actually surprised the amount of app, physical apples we do get once you actually press them. I mean, it's still a, a metric shit ton of apple I, juice. I've made apple cider <clears throat> from scratch before, <throat> and even to do like a five gallon batch, yeah. you're dealing with like a oh. fifty five gallon drum of yeah. apples that you have to cut up, core. Uh, oh, sometimes peel, it, sometimes not peel. Yeah. You have to pulp process, Absolutely. and then you have to press. It's yeah. like there's so oh. much physical labor involved in every step of that process. Washing them. Um, yeah. The good news is we make a lot of uh, animals very happy in Kentucky yeah. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we feed I think half the cows in in and around Lexington. Awesome. But, Which but, is bad for the bovine doctor industry if the apple a day keeps it anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the cows have lots of apples anyway. Sorry. Okay. That was good. All right. Sorry. Uh, but so every, yeah, everything's uh fresh apple uh pr press, apple juice, then we add our magic uh to it. Uh but we do but just for for clarification, we do not use any adjuncts, you know, where I um you're spent brewing beer, you know, we don't have like, hey, this tastes like uh mint chocolate chip. There's no flavor out there. Like you cannot yeah. I mean it, it's literally made in a lab. It's the it's the folks that make uh every Yeah. XYZ chemical, like red five, like all that shit. Right, right. Yeah. We don't do that. But uh bring it in. Um that's why you know we're lucky enough where we could do one offs, uh, whether it's cranberry, fresh ginger but it's you know it it's not cheap that's that's the reality yeah, so it's not. so and you look at like there's the big cider out there where you, you know you, it's 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 you pump it out you 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 knock down the cost by adjuncts yep. additives uh it's it, you know it's 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 challenging for a small guy who actually makes it fresh with every you know natural ingredient to compete in that market yeah um but i think when people taste it like, it's hey, night and day. It's, it's not, not the day. same I'm thing. With, I'm with you. You know, like, it's you know pretty instantly. Product. Yeah. Um, I have questions. Uh, <laughs> coring. <laughs> Learning is experience. that a thing? Do you do you have to core them or do you just press it all press out? Press them. And do they come seedless by like GMO or? You no? want some of those tannins in there a lot of the times too, from the like okay. uh, stems and the seeds and the skins. Everyone okay. has different opinions, but as far as like the terroir goes, that's where a lot of the unique flavor comes from. At least in correct, the, correct. the yeah. stuff that I know about. So you just making. run it all out, mm -hmm. wash it, mm -hmm. and then you just press the hell yep. out of yep. it. Like yeah. hydraulic press, I assume, or you're not like stepping on it in a bucket like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the little intro collab. Me and Muller and yeah. yeah. If he ever gets yeah. back from Tampa, we'll be in there with our shoes <laughs> off, like pressing these apples down. But you guys do it on a more sanitary. Uh, yes. I miss you, yeah. Muller. Enjoy Wyoming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and no, but it, and then sorry, I, I still have questions. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 
the the sweetness component in it um like beers you can kind of like measure play-doh to get you know your residual sugar content right. is it the same process with cider right. because i've had like dry ciders and dry um like wines type deal but you're dealing with fructose as opposed to the sucrose sucrose, sucrose yeah. so there, i assume there's a different uh chemi- chemical chemistry deal there it's not that different. No? No, I mean, as far as yeast are concerned, they're just going to eat it. You right. might use different yeast strains, and so they'll attenuate right. to different levels. Right, right. Is it a uh, longer protein chain in the... I don't think there's any proteins, and uh, that's all a, a product of, like, starches and carbohydrates. So, okay. like, you know, long chain. I don't think there's any protein yeah. in apples. It's just all fruit sugars, basically, which are very simple, very easy. Sometimes people will process them or, like, right. boil them down to kind of increase that, but the good ciders and a lot of that actually comes mm-hmm. from a european tradition too like uh i can't remember the name of the spanish cider like a basque yeah 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 exactly yeah. exactly or in the, the french like french, farmhouse yeah. ciders mm-hmm. that stuff it's designed to taste more like yeah. champagne it's more dry um and then any kind of residual sweetness is usually added by aging it on top of different you know you might not call them adjuncts in cider making but just different like aging it on fresh cranberries or fruit or like whatever we, we, we do use um uh we do use champagne yeast for obviously our drier style ciders, which we have, you know, we have a couple on right now. Um, and it, it, you know, rips through it. And sometimes I'm a fan of, I love French Spanish style ciders. So good. I love, I love funky beer. That's when you brought out side project. I'm like, yes, I've yeah, had yeah. that in ever, but we, even hitting uh champagne fermented cider with a fruit addition, it's still makes it very effervescent it, our goal is to make more and more right now we're trying to focus on you know what we're doing but there's just every time i see like or taste a beta batch i'm like oh why are we packaging this but there's yeah. only so much time and money you could actually you know sure. you're like yeah well all this talk about ciders i think we're teasing the audience we drank uh Satterley's, which we all uh, appreciate and applaud. <laughs> Should we? Do you do you have a cider here we could crack and try uh, one of your all's offering? Yeah, yeah. Let's try. Let's try some of the uh, stuff straight from. Uh, I guess since we're in America, Johnny Appleseed's teat. This is tw- this is twenty twenty three. He could have teats. He could. This is fine. What you got there? So this is a rapacious wit. If you look at it, so this is actually one of my favorite ciders talking about a drier style. So coriander, a hop addition. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a, as European, actually more kind of Austrian wine as you get. I'll, let me pour you some. Yeah. Um, uh, People yeah. associate, you know, hops a lot with what we use to flavor things uh, these days. But historically, uh, hops are honestly kind of modern on the flavoring of not only beer, but also all sorts of different fermented beverages. Coriander was very, very popularly used. Um, basically, you, you name yeah. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It has some of those same effects. This looks beautiful. Yeah. Cheers. I, I love cheers. The Is can. there a better version of cheers for cider? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there is, actually, personally. It sounds like British and whatever, so that's probably fine. I mean, in Czech, you could say Nazdravi. Let's do that. Which Nazdravi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, aroma coming off of here, very apple-y off the nose, but not like a super sweet yeah. apple cidery. Kind of that mix between like a nice, like a like like lighter white wine, like maybe yes. like a Pinot, uh, 
not maybe like Pinot Grigio, maybe like a Pinot Grigio, Grigio or like a seven Sauvignon Blanc or something. Almost or Pinot like a, Grigio or like a, a Gewurztraminer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, That's yeah. better. Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of Riesling style. Yeah, Riesling. Thing. I'm a huge fan of Rieslings. That's Same why, here. and I, that kind of has like. I an should apple probably character. say like, th this reminds me of a, a, a Austrian Riesling. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, it gives a lot of like white peach, mm -hmm. like just hundred percent. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's delightful. It tickles I, your tongue because it has that light carb, kind of like a yeah. Riesling, but it's more not cloying. So. There's not a lot of residual sugar that's nope. just bouncing around. But the hop and coriander do add a little bit on the the edges of your tongue of the bitterness and the the salty elements. Yeah, hundred percent. This is way out of my realm. Uh, <laughs> It's that I've, I've literally never had anything like this. It's, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. And I would say, like, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are beer lovers. Um, and one of the things that is always a struggle for for beer nerds is to, like, have something in your fridge that you're not beer friends would love. So if, like, somebody, like, this is going to sound like a terrible thing, but if, like, Susie White Wine comes over, oh. uh, I love Susie White Wine. I keep trying to get her to, like, you know, go to brunch with me or something. Uh you could have some of that in your fridge or just to enjoy. Absolutely. And like, that's a great yeah. offering to give to a friend who's not like a craft beer nerd who you still want to have something around for. And it's gluten free. Correct. This Which is, is also cool. I, this is a lot of flavor. I mean, it's complex. Yeah, as, it's as very anything. complex. It's yeah. as complex as that wine barrel age. And it's kind yeah. of that hybrid between like what I love about wine and what I love about beer. Like you get the kind of terroir and you get the fermenting element. There's more yeast character in this than I think there is in a lot mm -hmm. of wine which is more reminiscent of what I like about beer. Um, but then it's just very dry and very crisp and very yeah. like, and like flavorful the, and delightful. The and coriander. is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. is that like a pro wrestling Ruth Bader Ginsburg like a with a kettlebell? Yeah, yeah, I'm all about yeah. it. So it's like Joe Rogan meets uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is what can bring all of America together probably in this year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> yeah. Amen on that. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This yeah. is fucking fantastic. In, in yep. the, the coriander, you know, that, you know, you only, I've only really seen that in like gozas and other sours. Wits, so, you see yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So it kind of it sharpens it a little mm -hmm. bit. I do I do really like that. And it adds that like it's not it's not like a soapy taste, but it gives that that little bit of like uh where it just turns into suds on the back of your palate a lot of times the coriander. It starts off big bubbles and then it turns into small bubbles yep. as you drink it, which I think is just that's one of my favorite things about those kind of European like ciders and stuff like that too. Yeah. And it's super sessionable. Five, I think it's five, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. five, yeah. six. Yeah. I always go. I gravitate towards like you know lawnmower beers, like Pilsner or Kells, mm -hmm. or like American domestic lagers and stuff. I needed to do a, a like a yard work, hard work day with cider as my like uh, reprieve and oh, like yeah. see how that treats me. It's you gl know gluten free. Yeah, and John John Adams, uh, founder of this country, yep. used to drink a hard yep. cider every morning uh, yep. when he was writing the founding documents of your goddamn country. People, come didn't on. he have syphilis? <laughs> come on, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the cider. You know, come on, come on. Um, we can go any direction right now. I would drink another cider, or we could do a show and tell. You want? We, you want another? You, I mean, we jump. got we got some back there. I would do we, one more cider, and then let's maybe bounce into it like yeah. a yeah. Hold on. Okay. Do you want to go? It's really delightful. It's really good. Let's try this. Yeah. The coriander, especially after it kind of sits it for does. a little bit, it, it comes out more and more. That's really, really good. It's bright. I, I love a good bright, like, beverage. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Ooh, this one has some uh, lighter color. I haven't even looked at the label yet, so we'll let you fill us in on the branding first. I feel so bad for making you all try these. Uh abominations it, it's it proved a point i think the it was, point is that is this is instantly better it, exactly yeah. and that tastes more like what you get so, when you get like a uh 
Right. So, cheap cider from the freaking any anyway right. <laughs> enlighten yeah. us let's not shit yeah. on any of these people no. anymore <laughs> so let's talk about the good stuff well if you take a wet you, you'll you'll get okay. fresh fresh ginger right away yes ginger ginger oh yes it smells like a sushi yeah. restaurant like yeah. it kind of smells so, like yeah not, yeah yeah it's i won't tell you how much fresh ginger we use okay but a lot it, I'm a sure. lot um yeah so ginger raspberry and this is called thistle. Thistle. So uh, thistle, rapacious wit, which we just had. These are all limited releases, so they're all very seasonal. That's why we encourage people: hey, if you see it, grab it. Grab it. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we eventually, you know, we. I mean, we have a, we have a release schedule, but we just don't make enough of it. Um, we have a couple cores, which actually I didn't bring any cores. I brought old Christmas beard. Yeah, you can get that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Right. yeah this is good, man. Holy that's shit. Good. Do you like the label? It's got a fun mm-hmm. little B on it and uh, on the side it says be the change. Yeah, I'm, that's yeah, very I'm, nice. I'm here for that. Yeah. So the nice thing about ginger is how much it just brightens everything up and ginger and coriander go well. So that's actually kind of a good pairing yeah. to drink like back yeah. to back. Those two. This is fantastic. Yeah. And you have the bee on there. So I'm tasting like flower mm-hmm. pollen and mm-hmm. kind of like a lighter. And obviously yeah. that comes a lot so, from like apples and stuff like that. Um, but this is yeah this is great and it's just i don't know if you're out there and if you're like if you love craft beer and if you just want to try something different like cider is a whole 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 world that you might not even be aware of there's so much going on it's a great change of pace for one and like mead is really hot right now mead is very hot right now honey's expensive yes (laughs) yeah apples are expensive too uh this is somewhere in the middle you know where it's not like a eight nine ten thirteen percent and not a beer and not gluten so um it's, it's a lot more dietary friendly i, I believe I think- and just like yeah it, it it's just to me it's like a nice it's a different thing to drink and it's delightful and you could share it with a lot different different people who aren't into your like hoppy bullshit or your like pastry stuff or you're like whatever not that you guys don't do a good job on all that too we can talk but, about your beers yeah. and stuff but but you know i'm with you like whether it's lexington or here in louisville we have usually Half and half the menu is cider, dedicated. The other half is dedicated beer. Our goal is to like educate people. Hey, this is what a uh, true cider should taste like, and it's you know. And when, when it's gonna after a few drinks, I get all preachy. Sorry, hey, um, you're you're and, in good company. And Pre- preaching to the choir at this point. And, you yeah, know, <clears throat> you get older. As I have, and you're like, oh god, I'm a, I'm just a just a you know crusty asshole. I just want to just tell people, hey try this and, yeah. and some people have this like just built in oh it's cider it's sweet it's you know it's we talked about earlier it's it's yeah it's it's topo chico on uh yeah exactly on, you know, <laughs> high fructose no we know what that tastes like <laughs> i want more of the Saturday. you're like uh no i know i don't but it's and and it actually it also goes great which it's a whole another element or realm um uh, cider goes great with cocktails so you yeah. can make great cocktails with cider and yeah living in you know amazing state and say that is bourbon land you'd be surprised how Ooh, well yeah. bourbon goes especially with, like with that little bit of like a ginger kick oh, like a kentucky mule kind of cocktail with some cider so we just we just did a kentucky mule cocktail so we have a barrel and actually i'll bring that out later hell yeah uh, but we have a so we do a bear so we do a lot of barrel aid ciders which we do age in you know used uh bourbon barrels we mixed that with a cocktail and it, we did one for a grand opening. So we did a, uh, the, uh, our barrel age, which is our Kentucky mule. We partnered up with uh, angels envy. Yeah. And 
it was fucking delicious. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it just, just the, just the tannins and just all works together. And, and like, that's literally uh, something you can find nowhere else in the world. Cause it's where those two things come together. Yes. Like good crafted Kentucky cider and obviously amazing. The only bourbon that exists is made in Kentucky. Like it's that controversial apparently, but no, no it's no, true. No, no, it's true. <laughs> you know, in my opinion, uh, sorry, Sarah Havens, but you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's the ultimate coming together of those two great right. things to make something even better like yeah. that's yeah yeah we so, can go there or we can go so show we and do tell. always yeah. a, we do always ask that uh guests bring on uh show and tell one thing that is beverage related and one thing is non-beverage related so we're going to go into part one of that if you want to show off either or it's up to you that is so good so that was very good i do listen to instructions just more enough I mean, enough. Inappropriate um, amount. All right. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to do dealer's choice. So I brought a couple of uh, uh, barrel age offerings from Pivot. Mm -hmm. I bought a old wild beer that's about six years old. That was a mixed that fermentation one. project. Let's go. That one. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah? That one. All right, all right, Let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, uh, Is that the one in the fridge? It's in the, and I'll, I'll, it's, yeah, it's the bottle I. In the cooler? I think it's in the cooler. I get, did I give it to I'll give you, I'll replace it for you. Yeah. Fill us in. Yeah. All right. All right. So this one has some history to it as well, right? Yes. So, uh, and once again, I work for Pivot. I, I try to, you know, there we go. <laughs> Cover that up. Um, uh, so background, once I got out of, uh, I always wanted to open a brewery and the Belgian beer bug bit me. Always loved wild mixed fermentation beers so after a lot of years, including you know, many years, you know, years at Stone, managing bars, opened a brewery in 2014. And our whole uh, kind of our whole ethos was, you know, uh, it was a, a wild batch, you know, uh, uh, small batch beer endeavor. Yeah. And uh, it was one of the one of the first uh, the brewery was the first one. And then we were, I think, one of the second ones in California wow. to open. Um, and we did just a lot of mix, just ro Rosalaire blends, just oh, a lot of, yeah. yeah. So we did a lot of, uh, so there's no, so I'm, I'm only against kettle sours. I hate them. And I think they're the devil. No, the uh, Rosalaire blend, people yeah. ask how you can do that without it. You can't, you can't, it's you know, just we, we, hundreds of years in the making. Our, uh, we did Berliner Weisses that took us six, the average turnaround was six weeks on just a Berliner Weiss, but it was a uh, true to form. Uh, we did a, uh, um, Everything we did was a it was a Solura method, and so we had a, we had the mother cake, and we would just put it in a tote, and we probably knock out eight or nine uh, batches before we had to you know kind of <laughs> revitalize yeah, yeah, the yeast. Sure. Uh, so uh, and being on the West Coast, got to work with a lot of amazing wineries. Uh, got you know, we did a bunch of different beers. The our goal was you know try to make sure that we can you know figure out you know just fusing wine. Mixed, sorry, mixed beer, uh, mixed fermentation beers. Uh, so this was a midnight hour. This beer, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I think this is 2017. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a mixed firm, uh, Saison, Merlot barrels. All these barrels came from central California. Wow. Um, and then we added black currants. This was probably eight oak barrels. So wine barrels are a little bit bigger than bourbon barrels. And they're 60, uh, 60 gallons a piece. And yeah, I was gonna got a lot of cases of these. Uh, Hell that, yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, I just uh, did uh, we uh, and this is not even just kind of like uh, 
Oh, 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 sure. I can, I can oh, oh sorry, I can oh, sorry, sorry. Um, so, you know, we did a lot of collaborations with a lot of different breweries, uh, Cascade, uh, Monkish, just all, yeah. you know, all, but yeah, I just, I figured I saw this in the cellar. I'm like, you know what? Y'all would enjoy this. Hell yeah. Um, uh, so you said the base beer was like a kind of a lighter Saison or something like that yeah, you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Blended with darker, which I'm assuming where all the color comes from. Yeah. No, the black currants. Black currants. That was just, it was just black currants. Uh, it was probably in oak barrels. I, I, I can look wow, at my notes. the aroma six, comes. Six, eight months in oak and then pl- another shit, what, five, six years in a bottle. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. And so right off the bat, the nose reminds me of all those like really good West Coast, uh, like wine barrel aged beers that you might get from <laughs> places that would charge you. Is this brewery still in production? Uh, the brewery actually, unfortunately, closed last year. Yeah. Oh, OK. So uh, and, and and I parted ways with the project in 2018. But that, that explains everything. It's because you left. <laughs> well, it's been a hard couple of years to <laughs> That's like, operate. But yeah. So, okay. This is the Phantom Carriage uh, Brewing Blendery Midnight Hour out of Carson, California. Oh, that's fucking great, man. And it was more inspired by, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I mean, obviously, we all love Cantillon, uh, but there's just a lot of breeze. You can't even get out here anymore. I used to work with the folks at Earthel uh, back in the day. Uh, um, there's, uh, I'm trying to think of what some of the old breweries that we, that were ins- inspirational. Um, it just more, doesn't it be hyper acidic? Yeah. Uh, yeah the, uh, the well, the, the reminding yourself that it's a saison, I think, is the most important thing about yes. drinking yeah. that because yes. it's not like a crazy, funky, no. deep, dark. You know, I was going to bring those, but I was like, you know, something. something more. Yeah, yeah. This is great, but it also lets the you get the uh, merlot and the merlot shine. You get through. the merlot because yeah. like we, it's it it tastes like that dry like acidic saison with black currants, and then there's like this aftertone, and it's it's merlot. I, I have this to, is right up my alley. I have to say, moving to this amazing city, being obviously, I'm a, I'm a big bourbon drinker. The same love that I, I'm, I have for bourbon and being an older asshole, it's <laughs> the same love that I, I remember experiencing literally 15 years ago, uh, getting into you know crap beer and wild beers and working with wineries where we would pick up these barrels ourselves. We got to know the winemakers. Yeah. So my wife and I would jump in, get a, you know, a U-Haul box truck, drive up there. They dumped everything. We would pick up 30 barrels. I would load them in. I was, I mean, you're like, Oh my back. Yeah. yeah. But you'd, we'd come, we drive from like Paso Robles area, um, central California, drive it down. You'd open the back of that truck and you could just smell. I mean, yeah. it was, bl- and so I've had similar moments where you just amazing bourbon rye barrels. And you're like, oh god, just wash over me. Yeah, um, and that's just—it's a tough industry. I got all excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough industry, as you guys know. But it's it's these are those moments that keep you going, and you're like, you love it, and it's a it's a labor of love. And, and to tell you the truth, like that's kind of part of the the magic that we're trying to cultivate in the state of Kentucky, because we are. feel like, you know, there's so many good breweries here. Like I yes. think Kentucky and Louisville, but Kentucky in general is still kind of a sleeping giant in terms of how much good beer. And even like, if you go to the sneaky places, like uh turtle run, Sawstone, like uh, a lot of places around Turtleback Ridge, Turtleback. Yeah. Our, yeah. What did I say? That's Turtle. a winery. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're good too. Are putting out good mixed fermentations and stuff. And then there's like, all the, I mean, the distilleries are obvious, but bringing those two things together can create 
what I like to call the cool Napa Valley, yeah. which is like where beer and bourbon comes together instead of like bourbon. For the and love wine. of God, please, brewery owners, just drive out to a distillery. Yeah, email us. We'll put you in contact with uh, Jesse get, Atkins or somebody. Get barrels. Yeah. If yeah. you have space, I know space is a constraint for yeah. a lot of people, but if you have space, please, God, do stuff in bourbon barrels. Everyone loves it. I love it. Even stuff that you wouldn't expect, like aging a saison in a bourbon barrel, like you right. guys did with this one in a Merlot, and then adding a fruit character or whatever. No, we 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 did a, we had a whole sub project. We aged uh, Berliner Weisses in barrel in wine barrels, and some of the best Berliners I've ever had. And those were all inspired by folks in Germany. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm so excited with like Pivot. You know. Um, a little, t- a little sneak peek. Let's go. Um, uh, just totally jumping the gun, but um, let's go. We work uh, bluegrass distillers. Yeah. Uh, one of the growlers I brought. Oh, actually, uh, both growlers I brought you. Uh, we have an imperial. I think stout. there's no reason to uh, beat around the bush. At this I mean, point. we're just let's, we're just gonna go. Right, I mean, we're just, let's uh, do it. We're run the gauntlet, but yeah, um, uh, we. Uh, uh, yep. They've they've been great to us. We aged one of our ciders, which is a high ABV cider. Uh, so we uh, we see crammed a lot of juice in there uh but it was we usually try to age thing everything for about six months or less nine percent nine nine two abv ish wow um but it sat in these barrels for six months uh so i thought it'd be fun you know if, you, if you're interested you can try the bourbon yeah and try the uh, bourbon barrel aged cider we really really want to taste this but i think it's about the time of the show we take a burp break. Yeah, I'm I'm oh. curious, but I need like a digestive oh. to uh, get oh, me ready. Yes. So I'll grab I'm the glassware. So, so you happy. grab the bergs. You don't need glassware for bergs. No, for the for bourbon. So if you're unfamiliar with the burp break, um, we're gonna have an underberg. It's a great thing at, to uh, settle your stomach after a couple beers or a large meal. Um, completely made out of roots and digestives, will make you feel a lot better in the tummy region. In about 10 minutes after ingesting. It's kind of a hipster thing in America, but uh, Underberg oh. has a deep history in Europe as well. And that, that whole, you were talking about the, like the malort and the different kind of like digestives or aperitifs. It's a whole, it's kind yep. of a fun thing. To it, Well, I love it and I don't think it's for hipsters. So. Well, it's a, no. Maybe Moeller is like just tainting my vision with his like hipster vibes. <laughs> it's amazing, by the way. I, I Everything you just said, I fully endorse. Uh, this has gotten me through a many. Yes, it kind of can save you at a certain moment. Honestly, yes. And if you drink it, hold on to these. Oh yes, tops because you can redeem some amazing prizes. Yep. Turn them back in for special Underberg merch. But guys, cheers! Cheers! And when you hear the bubbles stop, that's when you Delightful. know it's done. Yeah. Thanks, Underberg. Thanks, Underberg. Uh, let's get into this. Shall bourbon. we burb yeah. and uh, Bergen beer? bourbon? Bergen yeah. bourbon. The, the pairing? Yeah. Yep. We'll do uh, both. Now we're getting close to Sometimes growlers are hard to remember which growler is which. I've had this problem in my life. So we're doing the growler and the. The we beer. could do growlers in here and nips in here. Yep. Mm. 
this bourbon smells like right up my alley. And so talk us through the uh, thing one more time, just how these two elements came together. So with Bluegrass Distillers, uh, been around quite some time. I smell the straight bourbon whiskey. It's very nice. And this is the high rye okay. version? I get a little bit of rye out of the nose, too. This is, very this nice. is the high rye. Correct, correct. Ooh, the rye, actually, the rye nose is superb. Uh, they're good folks. Uh, stand by what they do, good integrity. And it's one of the, actually, it's one of the few distilleries in Lexington that we work with. Um, they were able to, they were kind enough to provide us barrels before barrels and the distillery industry you know, went through the roof. Yeah. Now trying to get bourbon barrels is almost next to impossible. Yeah. It's like um, a whole complicated oh. web. Yeah. But, uh, they're, uh, that, that's one of the reasons we actually carry their, uh, bourbons in the taproom here yeah. and Lexington freshly dumped barrels. We would age everything in there for about five, six months. And so you pick up on the nose oh, yeah. in the uh, final product as well, which is actually really nice. It gets kind of sweetened and brightened by the apple. But so the uh, the well, it's a bourbon, right? Yep. It's just a rye infused bourbon. It's light. It's not super hot. I'm guessing this is proofed around 80 or 90, 90 proof. 90. Okay. So it's like very drinkable, very smooth, very rye forward, especially in the aroma. Extremely rye forward. And then when it comes into the apple cider, the apple notes carry through on mm -hmm. top, but you also get a little bit of the wood. And then I get at that, that okay. like alcohol essence of what comes off of that coming through as well. You'll get that caramel. Mm. I'll tell you this, this is, in the fall, I mean, once we're, Ooh, we're, we're, really we're, we're just launched into spring, but this is amazing in the fall, dude. Imagine that like, is like just a falls like yeah, cider, oh and, we, 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 and we sell the hell out of it. Holy actually, shit. so we tapped the, our last keg that we have here. We we just actually I pulled off. <laughs> oh, so I, I, I pulled off uh, to share, but yeah. Wow. So this is straight out of the uh, the cider is out yeah. of the not bright tank. I don't know what you guys call it in the uh, cider field, but the fermenter. Or it's like well, so yeah, we, we so we'll pull we'll pull the cider out of the barrel into a packaging tank, and then we'll uh, we actually did can this. We did a tiny can run, and we we had it available in the tap room. It's it's been it's long gone. Okay, and then the, so I was gonna say, how can people get this? Yeah, just no, wait until it comes can, around yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Pay, follow uh, yeah. Pivot on social media yeah. and like wait till you guys do it again. And this we, is incredibly yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking special, man. It does. It has like that autumn thing that's like. You can't fake with like cinnamon or nutmeg or like almost molassesy. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit Take, clovey. Taking a peek at the rye bill here, uh, grain bill here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a rye bill. Rye it bill. is. <laughs> yeah, seventy-five percent yellow corn, twenty-one uh, percent rye, and four percent malted barley. Okay, uh, barley definitely comes through the rye too, but the, that corny note almost comes into a caramel, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you smell it in the beer and or I'm sorry, cider, and it comes through. Um, really, really well. I get it. I get it more than I do because the nose on the cider is actually like dominated by apple, but there's a hint. But when you drink it, it like all incorporates. It melds well. Yeah. And I always come here every Wednesday when we film this and never expect to drink bourbon. And then we always every end up week. drinking bourbon. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Martin, for continuing oh. this legacy because we're always fucking drinking bourbon. <laughs> 
I like the bourbon too. That's fantastic. I couldn't let you down. I follow. I'm, I've watched the the videos, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to keep them. You know, keep the ship going. Hell yeah. Well, since we have some bourbon in you, uh, I did prepare a small segment for you. you <laughs> drunk now. We're gonna work. To, we're gonna work together. I'm gonna help. I'm here to help. No, I, I'm here to help. I am here to have you have silly sentences about cider by Martin Spot. Oh, oh my goodness. So we've learned that you know cider. It's it's not that hard to make. It's yeah. just labor intensive to make a nice uh, cider. You just yeah. have to know what the fuck you're doing and invest hundreds of hours of manpower and uh, diligent study and trying and failing and building a company and having it expand over the years. Cider, pretty easy to make. <laughs> pretty hard to talk about yeah yes so i've got five phrases here and i would just like you to read them oh my goodness we can all do this together as an exercise i'm happy to jump in and help as well all right i'm gonna hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's it's tough <laughs> it's, it's tough more more she sells cider by the seashore but the seashore is the short on cider nailed it cider sipping cindy sits and sips on cider connect concoction damn it pretty good i'll give you close a enough, close c enough. plus on that one the cider seller sells, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sons of bitch. The cider seller sells several ciders, so sip them slowly, surely, and savor each one. Go, uh, full uh, Aubrey Hepburn, like the rain in Spain falls mainly oh. on the plain. Sassy Sarah swings a cider slowly, savoring every sparkling sip she sips. Ooh, Ooh. delightful. Timmy tipsy. From too much tart cider, but he's still tickled and talkative. Nailed it. A plus. Nailed it. I, I, damn I, it. Nailed it. It's meant to trip you, that's and you just love, jumped right over that's it. That's why I so. love you guys, man. Yeah. God damn it. So before your friends try to talk shit to you about cider, uh, feel free to like respond yeah. with, we'll put we'll, we'll put these I'll, in the I'll blog post. these tongue yeah, yeah, yeah. twisters. Give your you friends some like. You uh, record yourself saying these. Yeah. I, I bet you can't. <laughs> yeah, and tag us in your stories. Because <laughs> we're very curious. Especially after drinking like. Three ciders, three beers, and some bourbon and all that stuff. So, yeah, very and, well done. And three unlabeled malt beverages that were yes, definitely not cider. I thought we weren't talking about that. Anymore. Oh, sorry. So basically, yeah, Del delicious. Delicious, by the way. So, uh, over to Louisville News. John, do you want to brief us on anything going on next well, couple of months? The only thing that I would like to shout out, uh, if you could hand me that bottle just to your side there, uh, would be a... We've had kind of two, like... You know, we just had the Oscars with like their in memoriam segment or whatever. We just kind of have come upon the one year anniversary is not the right word, but just like a reminiscence of the passing of two people who are really important to the little beer community. Uh, Scott Hand at Monic. Uh, Scott Hand Day went off freaking amazing. Like it was so cool to see so many people gathered in one place just to not do anything other than like be as non pretentious as possible, drink good beer, and just like be part of a community of enthusiasts which yeah, is really special good job all, buddy yeah, yeah yeah all he would have wanted i i really truly think and then we had a similar situation uh with tim burnash um and a local homebrewer uh brewgrass homebrew uh patron uh made an honorary beer he said this is one of the uh bottles that he found in term tim burnash's garage it's an old shock top bottle uh so i'm assuming he like put a clip top on a screw cap the beer is an American uh, nut brown ale called Damn It Tim, and he made a five-gallon batch of it. He shared it out at the uh, whole Sopple party for for remembrance and like honoring of Tim Burnash. 
He called it Damn It Tim uh, for everything that went wrong while he was brewing it. They used to be brew buddies. They would make their beer together in uh, his or Tim's garage. And I think he said while he was brewing it, like his mash tun sprung a leak, his like wort chiller sprung a leak. It was and all then, Tim's fault. Yeah. And yeah. It, if Tim had been there, like Tim would have been like, hey, you fucking idiot, like fix this. But damn it, Tim, uh, you know, for a great the way, memorial. The way that fucking life goes. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. really nice to have a toast to him, um, especially on a Monday for a safety meeting. Uh, those who know will get that. Yeah. But uh, really <laughs> special guy, uh, both of them as well. Uh, good way to remember him. Yeah, so that that would be my shout out. Just remembering the the community that we're all a part of, and that nothing proliferates into the future, whether it be good beer, good bourbon, good cider, good company, uh, without other people to help you remember it. Yeah, so shout out, shout out, shout out. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I do want to go ahead and plug uh, Common Fest that's put in uh, yes. put on by Team Kentucky Derby. Um, last year we hosted that at the Capitol Grounds. That is a Kentucky Common contest and festival uh, with several other local artists, vendors, uh, food, and music throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, this year they're doing it as kind of kickoff of it, but there'll still be plenty of beer distilleries and wine there. So. Uh, mark your calendars for April 29th, and we'll be out that way. Um, the other thing I have is Kentucky Craft Bash that is put on by yeah. the Kentucky Guild of Brewers. That is um, the largest congregation of uh, beer in Kentucky, I'd say. Right down there in the waterfront. Right down on the waterfront. Um, it's a good time. Same way. like The community exists because of the people, and that's a great way to meet and see all the people. So. It's like we'll all some... the Kentucky brewers <laughs> together in one spot. That's right. For a craft bash. For bash. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll have a couple more details of that as it comes around. But I uh, did want to give it a quick shout out. And uh, it's coming around the corner. Festival season's uh, kicking off in full effect. Um, shout out Tailspin. Yeah. Uh, Ten years. That was awesome. Uh, if you saw anyone running around the Eeyore costume, that was me. <laughs> Amazing. If you saw anyone. So now there's two Winnie the Pooh characters at Tailspin is what you're telling me. No, there was four. Because Russ. Okay. Russ is Winnie. Yeah. Winnie or Pooh. It Winnie, was Pooh. He's the Pooh. Pooh. There's you, actually five now. I think about okay, it. You know, what? I don't care. Yeah, Ru- I don't Ru- care anymore. <laughs> Russell's Winnie the Pooh. Uh, our friend Jane Morrison was uh, Tigger. Our friend Liz Hobie was uh, Piglet. It was Eeyore. <laughs> And then uh, our friend Christopher Why? Rojas was Christopher okay. Robin. Okay, beautiful. Uh, oh, and, okay. and if you saw anyone getting tattooed in the Eeyore costume, that was also me. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Shout uh, out Tailspin. Regrettable uh, tattoos. Tailspin. <laughs> Ten years. Love it. Hell I yeah. love it, though. Anything at Pivot or anything personally you want to just um, uh, let the people know I got to pee really bad. Yeah, go, uh, go, go, no, go. No, no, but um, we're... Had a grand opening, and we're... Yeah, just... We're happy to be here. That's, that's really it. Just... We're trying to figure out, you know, how to be more involved in the community and uh, have a lot of a lot of weird, fun stuff and, you know, lined up. It, yeah. Just yeah. Well, I'd to, say you're, it's a welcome addition and yeah. there's so much good beer in this city, um, but there's so much more to be explored in the world of fermentation for people who are fermentation curious. And Pivot is leading Thank the you. way Thank on you. cider and everything good and community building and just having a cool like uh, LED candle lit spot like you. you know wherever you. you guys are and thank you for being a part of that and bringing that energy here to the world thank you for coming on tonight thank you cheers